everybody. How you doing? Well, that sucked. Uh, that's a that's a tough loss right there. That's a man, just a disappointing game. It's when they throw in these clunkers. It's uh, when they throw in these clunkers. It's just such a kick in the balls because you you plan your whole day around these games. I know I do. Uh, you know, obviously do the post game and everything. Um, turn my phone on, do not disturb mode. You plan your whole day around these games, and then they just come out and don't give you anything worth watching. It's a fucking disappointment, obviously. Uh, I have some notes on this one, but I'm going to get to you guys mostly, because this is a air out grievances, get the first, you know, we're all going to... We were all really excited about the start of the season, and we saw the flaws even in the two victories, but it's just, it sucks when they lose like this. They're never in it. Uh, they they just don't give you much of anything uh, to take into the next one, and maybe that's a positive. Maybe this is the wake-up call they really needed. Um, you know, we saw, we saw their weaknesses at 5-on-5 five five, uh, in the first couple of games, but they, were, they shot... Against a goalie, they shot like 22%. So it was hard to get on them as they're, you know, producing 11 goals, 10 against a goalie in the first two games. Uh, It's hard to really complain, but you see the underlying uh, chemistry issues and for a team that has most of its, its core players back from last season, chemistry shouldn't be an issue the way it is. Stringing together passes... Um, that, yeah, brutal, abysmal, all those things apply. Uh, just this team, they just didn't have it tonight. And that happens, you know, sometimes a team just does not have it. Uh, and it, it sucks. It happens this early in the season. It sucks. It happens at all, especially in a condensed schedule against nothing but your division opponents. Every game seems to count for double. Uh, and you just really hate to see it, but if they come out tomorrow and they use this game as their wake-up call and they actually control play for a majority of the game for the first time of the season, I will be less upset. I'm reserving my real judgment of this game until tomorrow. Now, if they come out uh, flat-footed tomorrow, if they still just are so sloppy with the turnovers, sloppy in their own end, uh, miscommunication between the defensemen, miscommunication with the goaltender uh, in terms of moving the puck, uh, just bad passes, bad breakout passes, skating or passing themselves in the corners. Just every little detail of the game was shit tonight. And if they do it again tomorrow, then we have some things to be concerned about. But if they come out and give us the proper effort tomorrow, come out, get a W, and look like the team we think they can be, uh, it's it's obviously, um, okay, we can just chalk this one up as one bad night. But... You know, this team, I realize they're without Sean Couturier, and that Sabres top line is very good, but we've talked nonstop about this team's depth and how, okay, if we lose one guy, especially at center with Morgan Frost coming in, uh, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. Even if it is Sean Couturier, the best forward on the team, they can still get by. They did not get by tonight. They created nothing offensively. I think there was, like, I have it in the notes here. Uh... Where'd we go? Yeah, around like 16 minutes left in the game when TK joins Giroux and Hayes. Uh, they actually got multiple whacks in front of the net. Like, And I think it might have been their first 
fucking like multiple chance shift of the game where they like got a rebound, actually had some havoc in front of the net to use a JJ term, a little bit of that havoc. Uh, it's but just not enough tonight. Just not enough of anything. All right, let's go through the notes and then get to you guys because I have some stuff. But really, we all watch that and we know what happened. Uh, that first power play, Jesus. Uh, they finally get set up. Provorov breaks the stick. It looks like Happy Gilmore. The, the club went further than the ball. Like, he gets that one-timer off, stick shatters. And from right there, honestly, it kind of... That was kind of a great encapsulation of what kind of game was to come after they get that early power play. Struggle to get set up. Finally do. Provorov stick explodes. Uh, that sucked. There was a turnover parade right before the halfway point of the first period. Again, just kind of set the tone for what sort of game they were going to be playing. That passing, just sloppy as hell. Uh, I thought Carter Hart, and this is, I guess, my first real take of the game. Uh, Carter Hart was, I thought, very good in the first period. He was solid, kept a minute. He only gave up the one, faced a ton of shots early. And uh, then, I don't know, everything just kind of broke down. There are some I thought he should have had, should have been able to uh, maybe let up a few less. But, you know, like that power play goal they give up early with Braun and Provorov, both in position to stop the pass. And it just gets across, squeaks over. Hart just a little slow, a little off balance. Got his arm on it, but wasn't enough. Gets behind him. Just, you you hate to see that. Uh, I want to go back to Carter Hart, though. Right away tomorrow, he comes out uh, after giving up. Would he come out, come out after the fourth goal, I believe? I would like to see Carter Hart just come right back out tomorrow. Say, "Go get him, kid. You can get uh, you can get Elliot his first start in one of the next few games." Uh, but I, I just want to go back to Hart and let him have the uh, let him have the ability to kind of bounce back himself because a lot of this season depends on Carter Hart. And I don't want any sort of... And I don't think, like, okay, if they start Elliott, I don't think all of a sudden he's going to break down and have confidence issues or anything. But, you know, you, you just don't want to... I don't want to see Hart sit the bench too much at all this season. And after coming out early tonight, I think it's a good spot to get Harder... Uh, harder Cart. Carter Hart right back in there. So that's that's my take on that. I know we're going to talk more about it as more people show up and I get into the comments. But as of right now, I'm thinking let's get, uh, let's get Carter Hart right back out there. Uh, that fourth line, they did look solid. Uh, they end up getting the only goal. They don't depend on the lateral passing. They just play a straight-ahead game. And I like this skill in the top nine, but, man, sometimes you just got to put your head down and go get the puck and make things happen uh, by playing physically and playing a, playing, uh, playing a basic game. And it didn't seem like the Flyers had much interest in that. And, of course... They were just kind of a step slow tonight. When there were puck battles, they just seemed to be 60-40 pucks. They weren't 50-50. It seemed like the Sabres just kind of had a step on them all night. And the Sabres played a hell of a game. It's not like the Flyers just came out and sucked, and that's the only reason the Sabres won. Buffalo needed to win. Not like it was a must-win game. But you're 0-2. Flyers are 2-0. I can see how things kind of just balance out here. Uh, But Buffalo played well in their second game against Washington. Only gave up the two uh, after getting kind of blown out in their opener, so uh, I think Buffalo is a little better than uh, their 0-2 start to the season. I liked, I picked them to make the playoffs on our preview show, kind of as a contrarian position, but also because I kind of like what they have, so we'll see more from Buffalo and exactly how good they are, but to me, the Flyers are a better team than Buffalo and should not be getting blown out by them. Uh, what else do I have here? Yeah, that Buffalo third goal, the Flyers had enough guys back, and they were all just puck-watching. Uh, the coverage just awful defensively, uh, 
no, like I said, no communication between the defenseman, no communication with the goalie. When he does play the puck, obviously Carter Hart's puck handling continues to be a concern. That is the big weakness in his game. Uh, but like I said at the start, they had six goals on 27 shots in the first game against the Pens, uh, four goals on 19 shots against the goaltender. Obviously, they added the uh, obviously they added the empty netter. But you know that's 10 goals on 46 shots for 22 percent in the first two games. The Flyers had a little bit of regression, uh, like that's double a, a normal shooting percentage. You know, uh, a little bit of regression. Hopefully, they bounce back in that regard. But man, they just have to, regardless of what the shooting percentage is. If a goalie has a great night against them, sometimes you just have to give it to a goalie. Uh, but they have to control play. They really, the way this defense is constructed, especially right now before they get this thing sorted out, um, obviously we're a while away from potentially adding somebody. Ghost isn't coming back. It doesn't look like anytime soon, and not like he'd be a savior regardless. But uh, they just, be, while they're sorting out this defense, the deep forward core that we've talked so much about has to... Uh, they just have to carry this thing, and they have to be able to control play for chunks of time. No one controls the puck for 60 minutes. We know this. Teams go on runs. It's not basketball, but teams still have momentum swings. They go on runs throughout games, but the Flyers shouldn't be getting outshot the way they are. Uh, they shouldn't be... Uh, they shouldn't be playing on their heels as much as they are, obviously. Giving up so many odd man rushes. At a certain point tonight, you're down 3 4 nothing. whatever. Start pinching, you give up a rush the other way. Who gives a shit? But from the onset, you can't have guys just getting behind your defensemen so often. If somebody pinches, somebody has to recognize and get back. Just It just seems like there's there's chemistry issues out there. And like I said, for a team of... Yeah, they lost some elements and they're missing Couturier, but for a team of guys who have been together for at least a year or two, and a lot of them a lot more, um, you, there's the no training camp, COVID, etc. bullshit. None of that, none of those excuses fly. The only excuse I'm willing, and it's not even willing to accept, I'm just willing to wait till tomorrow to make a full judgment on what they did tonight. If they come out tomorrow and look like the team we think they are, cool, awesome. Love to see it. I'll be happy. I won't come down on the, them for this one. They'll be 3-1, and one and, you know, you, you win 75% of your games. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, but we have to wait. Uh, like, And just if you're going to judge just tonight, not good enough. That's just not good enough in any aspect of the game. Uh, a real disappointing effort all around. Not physical enough. Not precise enough. Not enough chemistry. Maybe they can come out tomorrow and do the right things. Let's get to your comments. Uh, let me scroll up, get some older ones here. Chat pause due to scroll. I hate that. Um, Gustafson showing his true colors tonight, I guess. Yeah, and that's... Listen, Gustafson is going to be a plus and minus player. You see the offensive upside. We know about the defensive downside, and it's kind of the reason nobody really loved a Gustafson, uh, a Gustafson-Hague pairing. And I'm not going to blame Hague for Gustafson having a bad game. Like, he had a bad game. Uh, but when you're out there with Robert Haig, what do we know about Robert Haig? Um, he's going to spend some time in the defensive zone. Well, Eric Gustafson is very bad in that position, so you have to shelter them better, maybe mix up the pairs. I'm not asking for a promotion for either of them. They're going to have to figure it out together uh, as of right now. Um, but they never had perfect... There were no perfect pieces to put this defense together. 
after the Niskanen retirement. They kind of panic, re-sign Braun, and it was like, okay, starting with the top pair, there's no perfect pieces. We want to keep Sanheim Myers together. Obviously, we see a little Provorov, uh, Provorov Sanheim at the end there, and yeah, Sanheim on the right side. We saw a little bit of that with the Phantoms. He's capable of doing it. Good athlete, but they're going to have to get this defense sorted. And until they do, it's on the forwards. But yeah, I'm not going to say Gustafson showed his true colors, but this is who he is. He has up games and down games. There's offensive upside and defensive downside. It's up to him to really maximize his offensive chances, and it's up to the coach to put him in the right situations. Most concerning things, positives, if any, Friedman tomorrow? Wouldn't be against it. Uh, I guess you could take... I I wouldn't... Yeah, like, as much as I'm like, uh, you know, it's a bad game for Gustafs, I don't care about anyone coming out of the lineup after this one. Uh, It's an easy play for the coach to... I hate when you blame one guy for an all-around lackluster effort. It's like, oh, well, you know, Gustafson out. We're going to be better. Like, this game wasn't on Eric Gustafson. It was on every player on the ice, including the goalie and including the coaches. AV said he's going back to Moose. All right, so they're going. So, all right, my my Carter Hart take is already uh, is already obsolete. They're going back to Brian Elliott. And not the end of the world. Uh, I don't love... Brian Elliott playing a ton. Just, I like Brian Elliott as a good, solid veteran backup, and I thought he, you know, represented himself pretty well tonight considering the situation. Steadied things in the middle of the game, kind of, you know, at least it didn't turn into a shit show until the end. But the thing I know about Brian Elliott is if he plays too much, we're going to be seeing Alex Lyon at some point. I don't love that. But they do have a day off in between their next set of games, so you could go... Uh, Carter Hart and both of those uh, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. (laughs) NAK just punching a dude made me LOL, so at least there is that. Yeah, I agree with you, Sammy. Going to be real funny when he gets suspended after that McCann elbow was only a 10K fine. I'm fully expecting uh, NAK to not be in the lineup tomorrow after that. Just straight up jab to the face uh, of Darlene. Um, You know, he might have broken his fucking nose with that one. And, like, a suspension, if he misses a game, that would be warranted. You can't do shit like that. I know you're frustrated. I know you want to set a physical tone. I know you're just, you know, you're you're the guy who does run around out there, and you're going to take dumb penalties. Uh, got that four-minute minor, but might be an opportunity to see Sam Moran for the first time tomorrow. I bet it's, it's Bunneman if NAK isn't in the lineup. But, uh, I don't know, Sam Moran running Ristolainen in a couple times? Wouldn't hate it. Uh, tonight seemed a half stride away from where they uh, had to be kind of night. Yeah, they just didn't have it tonight. And like I said, I'll judge, especially the way this season is going to go with back-to-back, you know, two and three against the same team. Um, They come out tomorrow and win. They're three and one. I can chalk this one up to, eh, shit night, first start without Couturier. Hart didn't have it. Uh, nobody had it. I'm not saying... Like, Hart was very good in the first period, but he still could have made a few more saves than he did. Um, I can just kind of throw this one away, say burn the tape. But if it goes the other way, we have some concerns about this team. We absolutely do. They've been getting outshot, giving up a ton of shots. Um, just... Yeah, so we'll see. It's a wait-and-see kind of game for me. 
I think AV was already going with Moose tomorrow before the game started. Hart can't play every back-to-back. No, if Hart just stayed in the whole game, I have no problem going to Elliott tomorrow. Um, but he gets pulled, and I kind of like the idea of going back to Hart. But Coach has already made the decision. Elliott's going to start, so away she goes. Uh, well, hopefully Elliott uh, steadies the ship, and this team performs in front of him. That's what's going to matter most. Regardless of who the goaltender is, team has to be better. Like, yeah, you can have a night where your goalie just sucks and you lose because of it, but no matter how bad any of the goalies could have performed, either of the goalies could have performed tonight, that's not why they lost. Coot's absence highlights our weak decor. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this, this, this forward group is deep, and it shouldn't hurt them this much to lose one guy. That said... It is Sean Couturier, the, Sel- the reigning Selkie Trophy winner, Selkie Trophy winning Dr. Couturier, and the- that's a top line at home you really want to play matchups against. You really want to get Coots and Lindblom out there against uh, out there against the Eichel line, and without it, it's 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 a tough matchup for. It- I mean, that line's going to be a tough matchup for a lot of teams all season, whether or not they are able to you know put out their number one defensive center against them, whatever. Um, that's a really talented group of dudes, um, but you gotta be better than that. Saw more than a couple no-look passes that were, uh, on point against Pittsburgh that were awful turnovers tonight. Yeah, um, this, I, I was texting a group of friends during the game, like, early on, like, in the first period, and I said, this team has a lot of guys who I consider at least good passers. But they can't collectively pass. And some of that is accepting the passes. Some of that is chemistry. Like, I don't understand why they're so bad at passing when they have a ton of guys who are, I would say, plus passers. It's mind-boggling to me. If, that's more, if, I, if I've said mind-boggling more than once tonight, that's how I feel about their, their chemistry issues to start this season. Um, this is a deep, talented group of forwards. Obviously, they were opportunistic in the first two games. Like I said, shot 22%. Um, but just there, they need to complete more passes. And when it's not there, they have to get away from the lateral game and play more like their fourth line um, and just go straight ahead and try to shorten the game. Get it? Uh, I always talk about their forecheck like a running game. Do that. You know, shorten the game by, forget the offsides plays, you know, the, the fancy passes through the neutral zone and to gain the zone. Just fucking dump it in and go hit their defensemen. Um, cause some turnovers. I did see some some good plays um, early in this game, denying zone exits, uh, be, you know, before it got out of hand and it was kind of like, fuck this. Um I thought I saw some some good denying zone exits, some good second chance opportunities high in the zone, but they weren't even able to convert those into scoring chances. Uh, it seemed like Buffalo did a good job taking away the middle of the ice, taking away the slot, uh, and the Flyers just did not have an answer for it. Their defensemen have to get more shots through too. They have to choose. They have to take more shots, and they have to choose their opportunities better. Uh, the offensive uh, woes aren't just on the uh, aren't just on the forwards. Provorov has to be better at the point. Uh, you know, Sanheim has to be better at the point. Obviously, Gustafson, Myers, the whole crew uh, has to be better at the point. Like, when Robert Haig makes the best freaking pass from the point of the game, it was a nice cross-ice pass 
um, from left to right that threaded a needle, uh, got it through a stick, uh, ended right on his partner's stick. That's, you know, that's... That's that's a bad sign. It's just kind of, a, but also like an encapsulation of how this game went. They always seem gassed after a Pittsburgh game, even if they have rest days. And that's another good point. Um, I'm not trying to make excuses. Like I said, I'm just kind of, I'm wait. This was an unacceptable effort, regardless of what happened. But if they come out well tomorrow, I'll be okay with it more so. Uh, but it does seem like. Okay, you just played Pittsburgh two days in a row, and no matter what you think of Pittsburgh, it's a big game for these guys, and the Sabres just not the same emotional, uh, not the same, you, you, you just don't get up for it the same. You have to perform regardless of who opponent is, but I am willing to be like, all right, um, a little bit of a letdown after back-to-back wins against Pittsburgh. Sort of understandable, uh, but... Y- Man, it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to get blown the fuck out um, by a team who hasn't won this year. But, you know, it's not like Buffalo was going to go 0-56. They're pretty good, too. Being deep is a little bit of a double-edged sword here, though, right? They have great forward lines, but nobody that really can take over a game was missing that tonight, among everything else. No. Uh, To your point, yes. While they have, you know, three scoring lines, and honestly, it's hard not to call the uh, the fourth line a good scoring fourth line. Excuse me. Because um, they've, you know, provided some offense this year. They don't have a true superstar who can just take over a game. That said, um, we've seen Kevin Hayes dominate. Travis Konechny had a... Uh, had a hat trick just the other night. We've seen Jake Voracek take control of games. Obviously, Drew, not what he once was, but very good. Um, yeah, they don't have that one single guy, but uh, I'm not I, I'm not blaming this on that. Like, everyone has to do their fucking job. NAK just said we will be better tomorrow, and he's glad they're playing again. Uh, hope it's a six-goal game for us. Yeah, and that's the you can erase just like I am willing to throw this one away. The team is going to want to throw this one away and prove that's not who they are. They know they haven't been good enough for a lot of this season, so they have an opportunity to come out and be like, "Fuck that game. Wasn't who we really are. We're going. We're moving forward and just saying, you know, three and one is pretty good through the first four. Is this loss a sign of lack of character and leadership, or is it just a bad night? Jesus Christ. Like, did you expect him to go 56-0? and 0? Like, my God. Come on. Come on. What happened to the PK? Uh, just lack of offseason, or is missing Coots, and, or, or are they really just missing Coots and Niskanen? Uh, they're definitely, I mean... When you have Niskanen, who's your number two defenseman last season, and you have Sean Couturier, the Selkie Trophy winner, once again, to repeat that, uh, your power, your penalty kill probably isn't going to be as good, but eh, sometimes you just have a bad night. Give me Sam Moran. I, listen, I wouldn't be shocked if he draws into the lineup because we'll not be surprised if NAK ain't playing tomorrow after that straight punch to the face. And NAK said it's payback tomorrow. Love it. And he's he's an emotional guy, and you take the good with the bad with NAK. Like I said, um, 
you don't want to take away his aggression. Should he be punching people in the face, you know, like he did tonight? No. Um, that's that's dirty, and you're going to put your team in a situation where, hey, NAK, he's not just, yes, he's a guy who runs around, provides a physical element, but he's part of that good depth that, hey, the fourth line, we roll him out there, they can still score a fucking goal. Uh, he gets in on the forecheck, obviously Michael Roffel, good forechecker, Scott Lawton. Uh, those three are part of what make this team good, and if NAK is not going to be in the lineup, it's a downgrade. If it's Bunneman, if it's Moran, regardless, it's a downgrade. So... Uh, you want him to walk the line. You know he's going to cross it every now and then. Uh, but you you, you want to pick your spots. And I get sending a message, but I don't know. Send a fucking message in the first period, you know? It, it was funny. Like, he just... They call him for high stick and they show the replay and he just threw a straight punch. Uh, I, I, I like that he's pissed. Like, it's good that he's not happy with the way things went. Um, you don't want to reel him in too much because his aggressiveness is what makes him good, but eh, you don't want to do that necessarily. <laughs> Give us Moran. TK talks shit. Moran lays a hit. I love it. Friedman in for Gus. I, like, I don't want to blame just Gustafson for this game again, but if they put Friedman in, I'm not going to... I ain't going to be sitting here like when Hack sat Ghost and TK and banging the table being like, what the fuck is AV doing? And you want to get some... You want to get some guys reps because you're going to need them at some point. They, they're not playing, you know. It's not like they're down in the AHL and you're calling them up. They're just sitting there on the taxi squad. Um, wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. Might be a good opportunity. Just glad we don't have to dwell on this for too long. Show up tomorrow, gents. Uh, very much agree. Very much agree. I turned the game off with three minutes left. What the heck did I miss? Very little. For all his faults, wouldn't you prefer to have Keith Yandel in the top pairing with Provy? Uh, almost anybody else we have seems like an anchor right now that is holding him back. I would like to have another player. I don't know if it's Keith Yandel, though. Um... Keith Yandel as one of your six guys is good. I don't know if I want him on the top pair with Provorov, though. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, an improvement over Justin Braun, perhaps. But I think they have better... Uh, until they make an actually good trade to get uh, another defenseman. Like I, I just don't think Yandel is my ideal guy for that. Uh, no woo tonight, but yeah, every team, even all-time best, have off nights. If this is uh, if this is one of them, I'm good. If this is becoming a trend, then something to have to figure out. Yeah, and that's the good and bad part of this schedule. Hey, you took a beating, and you gotta go out there tomorrow, but you get to go out there tomorrow and see if you can reverse the trend. They're trying to be too cute with the puck. Yeah, uh, I thought they, they passed themselves in the corners tonight and just ended up turning it over. Uh, and not just like, into, I mean like, they boxed themselves in by m making too many lateral passes and it became way too easy uh, to just close in on the puck carrier to the point he had to just get rid of it. And and that was in all three zones. Uh, that wasn't just a breakout thing, wasn't just in the neutral zone. It was fucking everywhere all over the ice. They just, too much... When the lateral passing game, when the east-west game isn't there, and 
this team can make some plays in that regard. Uh, you have to stop cutting out the stretch passes. You have to uh, you have to cut out the stretch passes. You have to cut out the east-west shit. And sometimes you just got to go hit somebody and hope to force a turnover. Fourth line did that some tonight. That's their job. Everyone else kind of needs to take a cue. Um, we talk, do they need more physical players? I don't think it's about the players. I think it's just about a mindset. We've seen this team play physically. Uh, we saw a lot last year. Uh, with their ability to get in on the forecheck and wear teams down. And with their depth, I think, their depth of talent and their ability to wear teams down on the forecheck, I think, uh, could lead to a lot of third periods like we saw in the first two games where the the dam just breaks, floodgates open, and they have a big third period. And a close game, even a game they might get outplayed in, they end up, final score looks like a fucking blowout. Um, so, but... They they just had one of those nights where their mindset was we can make plays around this team and they did not and they just didn't make they didn't make the adjustments uh, just chemistry issues all over the ice and they just didn't make the adjustments they kept just trying to uh, if we just get one stretch pass and then suddenly it's three nothing and it's like well now we have to do it <laughs> but you know it's just a bad fucking night. Lot Roth and NAK look good. Yeah, I mean they're a good fourth line. That's it, the depth of this team. The depth of the forward core is the strength of this team. Uh, but when the fourth line stands out, you know they're a good fourth line. They'd be a not bad third line, you know. Um, but when they stand out above the other three lines, it means the other three lines played poorly. You know, it's not just, oh, the fourth line, they were buzzing tonight. Yeah, they also just kind of were competent, and the other three were not. I did think we saw some good things out of Frost. I thought he got his feet wet. Um, want to see, you know, I want to see Frost stick around, build on his game tonight. I thought he did some good things. I thought he got pushed around a couple of times, had some turnovers, but shit, man, if I'm going to say that about Morgan Frost, I better say it about every other player on the ice, you know? It's not, and obviously Frost the young guy, the one who's not one of the starting 12. Um, he'll stand out when that happens, but it was, you know, what am I going to say? Oh, he got pushed around tonight. He turned it over. Well, so did every fucking buddy else. I thought Frost looked pretty good tonight, and I think it's something for him to build on with Katoria out. I think it's a great chance for Frost to get comfortable and earn himself a spot in the regular lineup. Uh, didn't catch the whole game, but from what I did see, the fourth line seems to move the puck well and have some good chemistry going. They do. They're three guys who know what their role is and have no problem doing it, and they have enough skill to also make plays. It's a very good fourth line. Uh, but like I said, if they stand out, that's a problem. The other line should be better, and then we throw that fourth line out there, and it's like, oh, yeah, you thought you were getting a break. You ain't. They're going to hit the shit out of you. How worried should we be about this defense? <sighs> well, it's the weakness of the team. Now, I expect them to get better as the season progresses uh, because, one, what, are they going to get worse? Right, it's going to be tough. Um, and two, I just think it's going to be figuring out what pairs are, are, you know, what pairs are the best possible uh, three sets of guys Chemistry-wise, uh, rolling lines-wise, I just I think that's going to take some time, and the forwards have to carry the play. Um, but if we get worried now, no, because I think they can figure it out and at least improve to be good enough for this team to be very good this year. Um, 
but at the same time, Chuck Fletcher should be looking at all possible avenues to add another top four guy because right now they badly need it. Like, I like Justin Braun in a penalty kill, sheltered minutes role. He can't be taking... Like, last year, Justin Braun playing 15 minutes was very good. I didn't... I closed out of the box score to uh, make sure my connection was good. So let's bring that back up real quick. See what Braun played tonight. Come on, box score. Where you at? There we go. Uh, where are you? Where are you? Come on, load, you bitch. I know I have Twitch open, but still. Don't fuck me here. I'm talking to the masses. Oh, come on, you son of a bitch. Uh, where are you, Braun? Yeah, 21-35 tonight for Braun. And, yeah, you know, 227 of that is on the penalty kill, but still, like, 18, 19, 20 minutes for Justin Braun at 5-on-5. Five five. Way too much. I like him in a 14, 15-minute penalty kill third-pair role. You know, uh, it also we have to get more out of Sanheim and Myers as well. Like, you know, if they're playing... Uh, at 5-on-5, five five, what did they both play tonight? 16, 17 minutes-ish at 5-on-5? Five five? Like, you got to get more out of those two. They have to step up because they are the only steady pairing, you know, a duo with chemistry that has worked together in the past that have been together for more than just a couple of games. You need those two to be a lot better. I expect them to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the... The D as a whole, the team defense, and the six defensemen that make up the blue line core on a nightly basis, whether, you know, someone gets subbed in, subbed out, Friedman comes in, Ghost comes in, whatever, it's the weakness of the team. Um, I think they have enough talent in net and at forward to offset that, and I think the D can grow into still being a lot better than they are right now, but uh, did I answer the question? Um, how worried should we be? I'm not worried right now, but I think it is something that needs to be addressed. I expect them to get better, but they need another top four defenseman. It's pretty evident. They could not shift the momentum from the start. You could tell it was just going to be a rough night. Yeah, like I, the Provorov stick explosion on the one-timer, a couple of the turnovers, and it was just like, it's just this kind of game. And they just couldn't muster. Like the, uh, They just didn't have it tonight. They got their stinker out of the way early. They'll put Buffalo in their place tomorrow. Love the op optimism. Hayes on first line and Frost on line two with G and Jake. Oof. Uh, mm. I kind of like Hayes, or excuse me, I kind of like Limblom and um, Limblom and Frost together. Uh, if TK joins Hayes and Giroux, um, I don't have a problem with that. You can switch up the right wingers pretty easily, but uh, G, Jake, and 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 Frost, I just think ugh. you're home, so you can dictate the matchups a little. But I do not like it. Like, say they ice the puck and fucking they get the the Eichel line out there. I'm not excited. Uh, and speaking of like things like that, uncharacteristic night in the face. I closed the box score again, but. I think they only won, like, 44% of the face-offs. And I realize, like, we talk about face-offs as, uh, as a bit of an overrated stat. I think individual face-offs can be big plays, but 
um, as a whole, face-offs can be a bit of an overrated stat, but you kind of see... You see, that's another hole created by Sean Couturier being out of the lineup. Yeah, 57 to 44 in the faceoff, so that doesn't seem right. 57 to 44. Uh, whatever. It, you know, they won under 45% of their faceoffs tonight, the Flyers did. Not good enough. Um, they have to be better. It's one of their, it's, it's an aspect of their game that they're supposed to be great at. And again, without Couturier, uh, it, it, that's a hit. But. You know, Patrick and Hayes have to step up in those situations. G's going to do what he does. Uh, he'll be fine on faceoffs, but the other guys in Couturier's absence have to be better because it's a snapshot of every puck battle. And if you're losing, you know, 57 fucking percent of your puck battles, whether they be after stoppages or in play, you're probably not going to win the game. AV has already praised Frost. Uh, don't think he's coming out of the lineup. No, I, I'd be. Of all the guys who could come out, what, what are you going to blame Frost for this one? Like, no. Uh, I think Frost was fine tonight, uh, had some good shifts. I saw some positive things out of him. And, like, this is the time. This is the time to get him in the lineup. If he's not one of your regular 12 and he made the team as the 13th forward, well, this is his opportunity to get into that starting lineup. So uh, they don't have a better option. You know, what, do you want Bunneman in the lineup over him? Like, no. I don't. I'd rather have the offensive upside. Uh, thought Frost looked fine as well. We'll go bonkers if A.V. sits him for Bunny because of this clunker. No. Um, first of all, like, again, I kind of am expecting N.A.K. not to be in the lineup tomorrow because of the league. Um, but we'll see about that. Regardless, this isn't a... Um, I'm not pulling guys and sitting them because of one bad game. Uh, I... Yeah, I'm, no, and AV's already praised him. Someone else said, so I, he, I don't see him coming out. Uh, do you think because we're so deep in the lineup and rely on everyone to show up increases the need for someone like Line A who can produce on his own uh, and change momentum in a game like this? Um, there's an argument for it. Uh, I'm weary of Line A because while I believe he will turn into a 40 or 50 goal scorer. Like, he hasn't exactly been that guy. I know he had the great rookie year, but he just hasn't exactly been that guy. I think right now Travis Konechny is a better uh, player than Patrick Laine. Do I think Laine will become better? I do. Uh, but I'm just weary of, like, handing... You're going to have to give up a lot to get Laine. And then you're going to have to give him, like, he's seeking a $10 million contract. And that's something you have to, that's something you have to think about, especially in a flat cap world with a lot of young guys who are going to need raises soon, including Carter Hart. Would be nice to see more physicality. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I think NAK, while it may have been, you know, a little, uh, little over the top, was trying to kind of get momentum going that way with the uh, with with the play he made tonight that earned him the double minor. Um, but I think it's just a team mindset. I think they have to come in uh, to the game tomorrow night and say, if the play ain't there, get the puck deep and hit the fucking defenseman hard. Uh, like the whole first period should be spent plastering their defenseman against the against the end boards. Do you think the Islanders are making the playoffs? Um, it's tough to say. Preseason, I picked them not to make the playoffs, not because I don't think they're good, uh, just because the way the division might shake out, you know, only four teams are going to make it. Um, the Islanders could very well have a better record than, you know, two playoff teams in another division, but not make it because, 
you know, of the way of the things are set up this year. Uh, but we keep, I keep looking for the Islanders, um, you know, to regress to what I think the sum of their roster is. And they keep being pretty good. So I, I would love for them not to make the playoffs because it's the worst pos- possible matchup for the Flyers. The Flyers just... They just have Philly's number. I would love for the Isles not to make the playoffs. I picked against them, you know, right before the season started. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm avoiding the question here. Do I think they make the playoffs? Yeah, probably, because that's what fucking happens. TK better than line A, hot take. And, like, if we're talking about ceilings, line A all day, uh, I just think... TK, on a night-to-night basis, at this current moment, I like better. Uh, But the potential for Patrick Laine, obviously much, much higher. It's just how much are you willing to invest in potential? Um, Listen, I'm not shutting down any Laine trade out of the block. Like, I'm not saying absolutely not. The fact that he hasn't been traded yet, I think, if the Flyers were really targeting him, bodes well. That said, man... If I'm given the choice between, and I have to, like, when I say top four defenseman, I don't mean a guy who plays in a top four but is actually bad. I mean an actually good, like, if I'm being given the choice between a top six forward or a top four defenseman, they need a top four defenseman more than they need a top six forward. Um, You know, obviously, you see, they don't muster any chances tonight they don't they, they score the one goal in garbage time and you're like oh what do you mean they don't need any forwards and perhaps it'll shake out that while this team is deep uh they need one more guy who can just put the puck in the fucking net and if they went and got him i'd be happy like listen <laughs> goal scorers are good because you know you can't win zero zero i always say you can have the best goalie in the world best defense in the world guess what you don't do get two points for a zero zero tie um, obviously you can win the shootout or whatever, but I'm just saying, you still have to score. Goals are good. Hot take there. Goals are good. Um, but given the flat cap, given the circumstances of this roster, they just need a top four defenseman more than they need a top six forward. Now, depending on who's available, you know, if it's fucking, you know, Andrew McDonald, who's a top four defenseman because he just gets played like one, but isn't one, obviously go get the actually really good forward uh, instead of a bad defenseman who just, oh, he's a minutes eater. Well, you know, that maybe he's just got a bad coach. Uh, so it's it's a it's a it's a judgment call based on who's available. It's st- they're three games in. Like I saw a comment earlier, is there a top four defenseman on the market that you we gotta see who's out of it, you know, as this thing no one's selling right now, you know? <laughs> Like we, you got it's a wait and see process to see what teams are like. Okay, fuck this season, let's ship someone out of here. I like OEL, but I looked at his contract and then I was like, no, I don't like OEL. And I thought he wanted out of Arizona, but it seems like they just want to get rid of him because of his contract. Uh, and he gave them like uh, you know a couple of teams, and none of those teams were interested. So I guess he's not really an option. But we'll just have to wait and see on uh, what teams especially from, you know, in the real world once... It would be 
surprising to see an Eastern Conference team trade them, you know, a regular when things are normal. Eastern Conference team trade them like an in his prime top four defenseman. So you got to, it's just a wait and see kind of thing. Is this a last chance for Ghost when he comes back? Or is this a way, or is this a way to up his value? I don't even know where to begin on Shane Gostisbehere, um, and I really don't care to spend much time talking about him. Listen, my my opinion of Ghost is well documented. I am. It's hard for me to be un. I mean, it's not hard for me. I'm, I say all the time, like he hasn't been good since he was paired with Provorov for that. Uh, you know, uh, what was it, sixteen, seventeen, or seventeen? I think it was seventeen, eighteen season. Uh, that that big Festivus game when they put uh, when they put Coots. Uh, I think Giroux and TK together, and when they put Provorov and Ghost together uh, that season, it was that it was that Columbus game that they lost in a shootout. But then they were great after that. You know, he really hasn't been very good since then. Uh, he's not a factor in my mind until he comes back, and then once he comes back, he's going to have to earn his way into this lineup. I mean, maybe not based on the way some of the defensemen are playing. Maybe it's just like you're up, kid. See if you're any better than some of these guys. But he's just, uh, whatever they can get out of Shane Gostas Bear right now is extra. And to me, his value at this point is someone to fucking expose to Seattle. Like, I, I hate it because I really like the guy. I really like, you know, he's the type of defenseman I wanted to be. Um, you know, I, and he was so exciting and so much fun. But what am I going to... That was a long time ago now. Those first three years in the league, that was a long time ago. We have 12 goals in three games, way more worried about the D. Oh, I, yeah, and uh, that, yeah, I mean, maybe they will need to add some offense, uh, but to me, the defensive core just needs an upgrade. And it's gonna, it, it's not going to happen right away, so they got to figure some shit out on the back end. OEL also out long-term now with an injury. All right, well, then fuck that. <laughs> Must have missed that one. Uh, <laughs> can't catch them all. I hate when I do this live. Uh, actually, I'd much rather you guys correct me than, like, Charlie or Steph or Kelly correct me because that just makes me seem dumb. At least when it's live and not pre-taped, I can just be like, oh, I missed it. You know, <laughs> shit happens. All right. Looks like I am all all caught up on the comments Uh, We're going to call it a night. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. Uh, Maybe we're on the Google Play thing. Maybe not. I don't know. I've given up on trying to figure that out. They'll tell me whether or not it's back at some point, I guess. Or maybe, I I don't fucking know. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. If you can't find it, go to broadstreethockey.com. We got a whole section. Uh, But if you do have it on on your podcast um, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, fuck it, I don't know, I'm thrown off now, I thought I had a really good flow all night, now I've just thrown myself off, so I'm signing off, thank you for listening, thank you for hanging out, my name is Bill Matz, have a great week everybody.